it up to Isaiah next week and get started in uh, on the 10th of the new series. You know, looking at God's Word uh, as we start fall and what that may mean for you and me, for us uh, collectively. You know, parenting is hard. You know, uh, parenting is not for the faint of heart. I, I joke with Alicia quite often, you know, kind of in, in jest with the saying of, you know, people say have kids, and it'll be fun, they say. And it is. But then there are some days you're like, is there a return to sender? You know? Bless you. You know, is there a return to sender? You know? And, and, and sometimes, you know, then we hear things like, it's true, enjoy them while they're young, and it goes quickly, and, and it does. I mean, I got a 12 year old. I don't know how you're 12. You don't either? You can go backwards if you want. How is Nadia a senior? Exactly. You're old, I guess. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, they will, and they will remind us, as Noah's getting ready to do right now before I kept talking, to remind her of how old she is. You know? Thinking 
And we've got to be a little careful with that because Matthew under the guidance of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God is the inspired Word of God. He may be repenting things that even he didn't fully understand. You know, very similar to Job uh, when he speaks in his and in the book with his name on it, I know my Redeemer lives. Job, I, I truly believe Job did not know exactly what he had uttered. That was a concept foreign to him. We, as believers, go get this. And when they hear Hosea says, when Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. And we're going to read, or you can read in Hosea 11 and 12, but in a little bit, God is going, through Hosea, is going to recall the birth of his child, Israel. As he talks about Jacob. And then what was going on at the time. And then as a, as a child, he calls them out of Egypt. And we start to see real quickly God's tenderly loving care for his people. His care, as he says, I led them with words of human kindness, with ties of love. To them I was like one who lifts a little child to the chief. You know, when we deal with babies, we don't just hold them down here, do we? You know, not until they get a little older, we bring them across, cheek to cheek. You know, we, we see God's care as a parent. We see his mother-like qualities. He is nurturing. He is sensitive. He is kind-hearted. It doesn't mean that's not what us men can be and us men need to be those things. But they're not always as natural. We see that God is not just like a father, though he brings that uh, image up, but God throughout all of the Old Testament and Jesus in the New Testament says, I, I like a mother hen. Want to bring you around. But, as Jesus would say, you would not come. As Hosea would say, but you would not always come. The more I called them, the more they went away. Haven't any of us with kids? And if you need to borrow a kid, I got three. Alright, you can experience this. The more you chase after them, the more they do what? Run. And especially when they're toddlers, I think of uh, Apollo's age, you know, he thinks it's a game now. Oh, you're going to chase me. I'm not trying to chase you. I'm trying to kick you. I think you just giggle, 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 giggle. You know, as a matter of fact, I, I still do this uh, to my kids. You know, we were talking in the car about each of our kids, and uh, I, I made a bold prophecy prayer, a statement that I hope becomes true when I said to Eliana, I said, Eliana, I hope you have a kid just like you. You know, I said it very lovingly, but also with a sense of truth. And I said, and, and Grandma Ginger once uh, said a very similar thing to me. You know, I was probably getting on her nerves. That, that, that was something I could do well. And I tried to time, very just uh, innocently, but I knew what I was doing. She turned to me once. I said, she only said that once to me. And they, I think they were curious why only once. And I said, she goes, 
Dear me, I hope you have a kid just like you. And I said, guess what, Mom? She goes, what? So do I. You know how much fun that'll be? She never said it again, because it was like, all right. And you know what? I've got one beside me. Yeah, absolutely, Josiah. You know, and it's so fun to, to chase Josiah because he starts to giggle. He starts to laugh. And, and, and it's, you know, you have fun. Then we see here in this chapter, in these chapters, the fact that God is chasing, is calling, is wooing his people, his, his children to him. Because of his love and care and grace. God tenderly cares for his children, but for some reason in his wisdom, he lovingly will allow us to leave. We are not robots. We are not artificial intelligence. We don't just follow commands. Anybody who's worked with kids for any moment of time knows if you tell them no, what do they do sometimes? The opposite. You know? You know, I, I learned from a teacher, I don't know why or where, uh, the idea of you don't tell people in a hallway, stop running, because all they hear is running. You tell them to stop and walk. By the time you've heard you said stop, they finally realize someone's talking to them. And you tell them what you want them to do. But kids will, if you tell them no, they'll go, why not? Let's go. You know? But God lovingly allows us to leave. I don't like it. I don't like that aspect of God's care. Because the world would be a much better place if we did not do what we wanted to do. The world would be a much better place if we just stayed in right relationship with Christ. But we don't. And we read here that, that though he taught the nation to walk, they continued went away. That, that they continued to... to Cheat one another, uh, chapter 12, this idea of the traders, the, the merchants, they use a dishonest scale. They, God's people, God's nation became just like Canaan and the Canaanites. In fact, that word, interesting, I thought it was interesting. Maybe you won't after I tell you, and that's fine. In chapter 12, verse 7, when it says the merchant, the trader, the word that is used here is they, there's a word for the name of Canaan and the Canaanites. They, the nation of Israel, became Canaan. They were dishonest. They did the opposite of what God wanted. They started to say, look at how rich I am. Look what I've done. Look at me. And yet, he allows them to lovingly choose their path. God will not force you to obey him. But he's going to lovingly cause you again and again and again. But we must also realize that God is not like us. God is not in our image. We are in his image. And, and a reminder within the story of Israel, with the story of Scripture, the reminder here in Hosea 11, when he says, I am God and I am not man. I am the Holy One. 
among you. God is unlike anything anyone else. He is unique. He is separate. He's not just a father, he's a mother. He's not just a mother, he's a judge. He is not just uh, you know, uh, a, a judge, he is also a lion. And if you wanted to go deeper after, you know, when we finish this series, you go back and then start to look at all the analogies of, of God and of Israel, and you will find there's not one analogy that will do him justice. Because he is unlike us. And that is good news. Because I don't need someone like me. I need someone different than me. Because I know I mess up. I know I don't always do things well. I don't always do them in the best of spirit. Some of the most humbling times I've had as a parent is when I had to look at my kid in the face and say, I mess up. I shouldn't have done it that way. Those are hard things to say, but sometimes it's absolutely necessary to say. I was too angry when I said those things. I still love you. You know, those things. God, I know I need someone greater than me. Because God isn't like us. We can get finicky. You know, we can get uh, a little honorary. We can go, I will show them I'm still in charge. When we read here, God says, my compassion is aroused. I'm not going to carry out my fierce anger. I will settle them in their own homes. And he says once again, Though you are headed to a place you kind of want, you really don't want, where is that place? Egypt. Egypt isn't just a literal place scripturally. Egypt is a place of transition. As we, as 11 and 12 are talking about the, the birth and the, the growing up, the toddler years, the, the children years, and then the teenage years, almost as if they're in a teenager, young adult years, which are very much difficult and different. You know, where we realize at that point in time they are old enough to make their own choices, even if their own choice is not what we would have them do. You know? I've worked with many teenagers, and I love that age. Still do. Uh, that's one of the things that's wrong with me, probably. I still love teenagers. But sometimes I wanted to knock their heads together. Sometimes I still do want to knock their heads together. You know? And instead, I, instead of knocking their heads together, I just pray the Holy Spirit out. Okay? <laughs> I'm just going to pray the Holy Spirit. Hey, that's me, huh? Well, I help them out, you know? Between them and the Lord. You know, I'm just going to pray the Holy Spirit out. In fact, I have been known. Maybe I should confess this, but I will know. I have been known to pray the Holy Spirit disrupting their plans. I think they're dumb. Now, the Holy Spirit knows what is really best, but I hear some plans that he's going, oh my 
that you would walk humbly, you would seek, you would act justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Because the way we live matters. The prophets over and over saw the injustice of God's own people and said, that isn't right. You're going back to the area of Egypt. You're going back to where you have been called out of. And you're acting just like that. Do you think it's okay this time because, as we might say, the shoe is on the other foot? They did this to me, so I can do this to them. And when we get that attitude, we are on our way back to Egypt. When we're afraid of where the Lord may be calling us next, and we just sit down and say, nope, not doing that. Anybody ever had a kid do that to you? You can't make any of last words. At least right now, my kids are young enough. They're like, game on. That challenge? You know? <laughs> I can still pick all of them up. This big one down here, a little harder. You know? He's about my height somehow. Alright? Uh, but I can, and I can have Josiah up on YouTube. You know? Eliana, you know, I told her to go to bed last night when she promptly do, falls asleep on the couch. So I take her upstairs. I say, go in your room. I left her on the stairs. Like half of her was on some of the stairs, her face was on the carpet. I'm like, go to your room. And it was like she was saying, no, I ain't going to do it. You can't make me. So what did I do? I went back downstairs to finish watching the rest game with Daniel. I walk up and where is she? She's right there. I mean, she fell back asleep there. You know, I'm like, okay, you're going to have a hard, you know, your neck is going to be a little stiff. And the morning, that was kind enough to your registration, so I think I'm an awful father. You know, I, I didn't leave her there all night. You know, we finally got her from her own room. You know, the way we live the matter, sometimes we cause our own pain and our own bondage by what we do or don't do. But I want to tell you this. Hosea picks up. Out of Egypt I call my son. And we read in Matthew, I think the point of that, Jesus fulfills the story of Israel. Jesus fulfills all of scripture. <clears throat> Why does Matthew bring this up? I don't know if he knew it or not. I think what he's saying is, look, people of God, look for them. There was a nation that was God's own child. But they didn't get it right. But here, redemption is coming. Here, I'm going to create a new exodus. Here, I'm going to call my son out of Egypt, and he is going to do exactly what I asked of him, and he's not going to get stuck on any way of life, but he's going to complete my will fully to the very end of the world. No wonder the Gospels and Jesus has fulfilling every single piece of the Old Testament. No wonder 
the New Testament writers go, look, Jesus was there in the beginning. He is the creator. No wonder we can say Jesus is calling you out of Egypt. What is your age? Some of them may be your own choices. <clears throat> Some of them may just be this is what your family has done. But Jesus is calling you. Calling you out. Calling you to himself. Jesus loves you enough to say, I don't want you to be left there. We sang about his amazing grace. But do we live out his amazing grace? Do we live it out? And do we share that amazing grace with others? God's love reminds us that he's going to roar like a lion and his children are going to come back. He will settle them in their homes, declares the Lord. Because he is the faithful, holy one. What voice are you listening to? You probably have at least three options. I could love them together. One, the voice of the enemy. Who would tell you you are never good enough. Your sin is too powerful. Your trauma is too powerful. Your way you were raised is too powerful. You can never change. So just give up. Or we'll say, they can never change, so just, just go ahead and judge them. Or, or cling. Cling to that power that is being taken from you. But Jesus says he's just a liar through and through. He's the father of all lies. Gospel of He's only going to steal from you. He's only going to kill your joy, kill your peace, kill your hope, and eventually just try to kill you. But I come that you may have life. Because Jesus fulfills all things. He holds, Revelation says, the keys of death. And that's a, that's a promising word to me. That's a promising word to me. As one of his children. You may be listening to your own voice. Your own voice is, ah, I don't know. Can we really do that? I don't know. I have a life where I am. Please. It's okay. Or I think this is where my heart is telling me. And so sometimes people get it right. But like to say, even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. Take 
and follow me. And though you may lose life, you will gain life. Why? Because he says, I am the resurrection and the life. I hold the keys of death and Hades. But that's not safe. That is that. That isn't safe. But that is the way of the world. Jesus is calling you. I believe we need to hear that call. We need to remember the Lord is not like us. And that is a very, very good thing. Who are you going to listen to today? We have a choice. Some days I get better than others. Some days I just totally miss it. Here's the other thing. We can always restart our day. I have a choice every hour. Will I continue doing what I'm doing? Or will I choose to change this power to hear the voice of God? So I challenge you. What is the Lord saying to you today? In this time, He's calling. What is He calling you to do? I believe some of you need to just come home to Him. The dark world. And he who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yeah. Some of you need to, be, need to realize he's calling you to live differently. He has a standard. Others, he may be challenging you and calling you not just to him, but to, to go with him, to be the light in the world. To share the good news of the gospel that God is not like us. And that he has made a way. But notice, regardless, God's love and compassion and grace is powerful to break any chain in your life and anyone's life out of me and mine. No one is too far gone from God. It may not come, but the call will always say, The Lord is calling this day. Father God, we thank you for this time. Lord, that your word would uh, come to be true. That, that somebody would respond to your love this morning, calling them out of their Egypt into life with you. And so, Lord, may we hear your call. As you call us to be loved. We are your workmanship. We are, we are saved by Christ alone that is calling us. Please come, come. I want to gather you under my wings. And may we go, all right, I could use someone like that. And may we go showing that call and that grace and that love to others in the day. Look, there is someone who loves you. Loves you so much, and you won't be left the same. And that people would respond. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you that we can continue to choose today who we will listen to and to choose joy and grace and shelter. And that is when we come home to you. The Lord continue to be with us. Lord, be with us as we need to respond. May we do so yet this day. And we thank you that you continue to call us. 
day by day, hour by hour, and that you're calling us to you. And we love you for that. We thank you that you have chosen us before the foundation of the earth. Call us to your own. Lord, be with us as we continue on this way and we come home to you each and every day. And we pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Will you stand?